Jackie Bauer from Power Through the Fourth Whistle. How you doing today? I've got a friend with me. I'm really excited for you to meet my friend, Derelia. Say hi, Dee. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so we are really excited today to talk about the first ever Continental Cup. Woo! Take, taking place in Kalamazoo, Michigan for North America East. And this is kind of like the new D2. Yeah. And like D2, it really feels like a lot of these games could go either way. Mm -hmm. I agree. And amazingly, a lot of these teams have already faced each other this year. Yeah. And had close games. Yeah. So. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so we filled out our brackets and they're probably totally going to get busted up. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're going to make some educated guesses uh, because I used to listen to the Derby Deeds podcast back in the day. Dee, did you ever listen to that one? No, I never listened to that one. It was a really fun podcast and they would do brackets before every playoff weekend. And now I feel like that's missing in my life. I can agree with that. And so I wonder if anyone else feels the way I feel about it, where they really wish they had somebody to chat to about these things, but maybe not everybody in their league watches a million games and tries to catch up on all the derby news. Because <laughs> it's pretty hard. I really tried to do a cram session before this podcast, and I did not do as well as I wanted to. I, I made like a big list. And I mostly just kind of had to dabble in these yeah. games. I didn't get to watch a lot of full games, but I felt like I at least got to see enough to get like a story of what's going on with a lot of the teams. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. I didn't. I didn't get very far on my on my list. <laughs> but you're here. But I'm here, and Yay. I'll talk derby all day. Sweet. Um, so interestingly, though. Uh, Madison hosted two different tournaments this year, or at least hosted the feeds for them. Mm -hmm. I, and all of their games for the Mad Roland Dolls A team that they hosted are missing yeah, from YouTube. Yeah, I that too. <laughs> and some of those games were so close. Yeah. I got to see some of them like right after they happened when the video was still up, when it was live. And now that they're missing, I'm like, no. Yeah. But I can understand why. It's kind of smart. If you have the power to be like, uh, you don't get to see what we can do right now. Yeah. It's going to make it really suspenseful, too, um, for people like us who are constantly, oh, I, I want to go see how the outlook uh, or how this game turned out. Or I wonder what, uh, you know, um, what this team against this team is going to turn out to be. And going back and reviewing footage is, uh, is one way to kind of pick your path on your brackets. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess since we've started there, let's just talk a little bit about Madison to start. Um, there was a, a game, Madison versus Paris, only a 25-point game. Madison versus Philly, a one-point game. Madison versus Charlottesville was a 10-point game. Versus Team United, a six-point game. Versus Blue Ridge, a 52-point game. Um, Madison's had a lot of really close games this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see uh I could see Madison going up against Blue Ridge at some point uh in the brackets. Yeah. Mhm. Mm hmm. Well, let's see how those turned out then cuz I 
I have a maybe going a different way. <laughs> well, it, might be, it might be a little lower in the brackets, but oh, I think they're going to face each oh, other. Oh, oh, okay. I see. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. Well, well, let's let's just dive in and then just see what comes out. Okay. So game one is Columbia as the sixth seed and uh, coming out as, let me see where their most recent rating is, number 50 for their ranking in the WFTA versus Ohio Roller Derby, number 61. Uh, thoughts? I'm a big fan of Ohio, nothing against Columbia, um, but I feel like Ohio has really strong defense and that's been improving over the past couple seasons and I've really enjoyed watching some of their archive videos on YouTube. Sweet. Um, so you think Ohio's going to win this one? I think so. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Ohio on this one. You know, I've always been a big Ohio fan since I got to watch them play at champs in 2013. That was a heck of a year for them. That was Mm -hmm. their, clearly their best year ever. It was so exciting to watch them. I think it was Rat City they beat. Mm -hmm. And nobody expected them to win that game. And then I think they had to go up against Gotham, and it was like a terrible slaughter. But everything leading up to that was such a fun uh, journey. Like, they are a group of hard workers. They always have so many games a season. Mm -hmm. And they seem to have had, like, really hard workers, like, driving the bus. Uh, Like, like Smacktivist for years, just doing so much jamming and blocking. They've just had a lot of players who have picked up a lot of the slack, done a lot of the heavy lifting, and uh, they're just not all there anymore. I really miss uh, Smacktivist being out there. <laughs> Honestly, that was uh, one of my derby heroes just for their endurance. <laughs> yeah, it, their endurance is very impressive. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> Columbia's having a really good year. Uh, interestingly, they actually had two close games with Dub City. Uh, each one of them took a turn winning by about 40 points. Oh, wow. So... That just goes to show that anytime somebody wins by, like, 50 points or less, it could go either way, depending on, like, who's the home team or what time of year it is. They had a super close game with Charm City, and they were – they actually beat Team United by 89 points in March, which I was really surprised by. Um, That's pretty hard to do. Uh, Poison Violet is still a big power player on the team. She used to go back and forth between jamming and blocking, but now she's – super focusing on jamming, but her, like her big thing is because of all this blocking, she's got great jammer on jammer defense. So you just never count her out. <laughs> so for those reasons, I'm going with Columbia in game one. I think, I think they're going to take this one just because they're on an upswing while Ohio feels like they're on a downswing right now. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so game two, we've got the seven seed of Royal City, number 53 in the WFTDA, versus Dub City, the the 10th seed, and they are number 58 in the WFTDA. Where do you think Dub City is from? I had to look this up. I don't remember. They are from Palm Beach, Florida. I had no idea. (laughs) But now I feel like I learned something today. Yes. I I would not have put them as a Florida team. I don't know why. (laughs) Did you, do you know where Royal City is from? Because I also had to look this one up. I didn't uh, know. No, I don't. They're from Canada. Oh, <laughs> Ontario. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to watch some more of these teams. 
Yeah, uh, I honestly had never watched either team before today. And I was really impressed with Royal City's Jammers. They have really great agility. They are fun to watch. Um, and that team had really big wins against Charm City and Ohio this year. And a close win against North Star. And uh, Dub City had like a close win against Ohio. Those games with Columbia. And they're also really agile. Um, their Jammers were pretty fun to watch too. So this is going to be like a game of jammers doing fun stuff it's gonna be a really fun game to watch you know how much i like jammer stuff well yeah <laughs> <laughs> so who do you have winning this one um i had dub city just because of their close game with columbia nice oh man we're at odds again though because i picked royal city <laughs> <laughs> i kind of figured our brackets might go a different way yeah <laughs> But I, I feel a, I'm a little bit too predictable so far because each time I pick the higher seed, but I'm going to change that up at some point. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> um, next one is the ninth seed North Star, which is number 56 in the WFTDA versus the eighth seed Charm City, number 55. You better start talking on this one because you have a history with Charm City. Yeah, Charm City is actually where I started back in 2010, um, so my heart obviously is going to go that way. Sorry, North Star. They're both really great teams, um, but I learned a lot from there. A couple of my all-time favorite roller derby players, Holly Gohardly, um, Joy Collision. I can't even tell you what it's like to be next to her at practice, and she's like, hey, you want to be buddies today? And you just kind of look at her and go, yeah, oh, I'm sure. yeah, okay, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So you're like, fangirl. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like, you want me to do what? Okay, sure. Yeah. I'll do um, anything you say. Anything you say. I'm sure <laughs> the advice coming out of her is amazing. Um, but, yeah. Um, there's, you know, there's, like you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of veteran skaters from Charm City that I don't really see there anymore. Um, but, you know, they have a very rigorous training program. They have almost seven days a week where they can hit the track and, um, work on their skills and, and endurance and I'd really like to see Charm City uh, move forward. Yeah. I am going to agree with you on this one. Um, <laughs> I was really impressed to see what a challenging season Charm City booked this year. They did not get to win very often but mm -hmm. they got to face a lot of really tough teams that I'm sure they learned something from each one. Um, they had you know a nine point loss to Columbia so that must have been Oh, really rough. It could have gone either way. Uh, they lost a 40-point game to Charlottesville, and Charlottesville's really up there this year, so that's impressive. I love their Instagram feed. Oh, yeah? Yes, I follow it a lot. I, I don't know <laughs> about this feed. You, maybe you'll have to send it to me, but I'm not on there very much. I only get Instagram things when you send them to me. Oh, I'll send you more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just never on there. <laughs> um, they had some... Some more sizable losses to Royal City, Blue Ridge, and Madison. But, man, like, they did not back down from a challenge. So I feel like they're going to grab this one. Um, North Star had a big win against Ohio. Very close game with Oklahoma Victory Dolls. But I think Charm City's got this round. They're a very scrappy team. I mean, they don't mm -hmm. have to be big in size to be awesome and they have a lot of really great season skaters that have also transferred over from other leagues in Maryland as well. So I'm really excited to to watch them pick up that momentum and charge forward. And a lot of these teams, um, you know, the D2 like level, which 
D2 doesn't exist anymore, but the Continental Cup level Mm -hmm. has a lot of teams who are either like up and comers, like first times at this level, and then teams that have been up and down and have been like way up there in D1 and are just down right now. Mm -hmm. And so they have like a really big depth of experience going into tournaments. They've been there before, Mm -hmm. so they're not going to get messed up by the schedule or anything. So it's really fun seeing the combination of teams get together. And uh, game four uh, is going to be the last one of the the first set here in the bracket. And that's going to be the 12th seed Grand Raggedy Roller Derby from Michigan, um, who just squeaked into this. Um, They jumped 18 spots in their rankings in June. So they made it. Um, That was pretty tough and uh, a big accomplishment. Versus the fifth seed, Team United. Team United is ranked number 48th in the WFTDA. What do you think of this game? Although I love Grand Raggedy and I love that they're from Michigan, um, I went with Team United on this one. Yeah. um, Yeah, Team United for sure. They are really impressive to watch. Mm -hmm. I played against the Des Moines Derby Dames back in 2012 before they joined with the other team to become Team United. And so a couple of those players are still on the team. And uh, they've, so they've been playing forever. And uh, the thing that really strikes me about this team is just how aggressive their jammers and blockers are. Mm-hmm. They're just a very physical team, very just and hitting. And um, so it, I feel like it's really intimidating to play against them. But the flip side of that is it sometimes gets them into penalty trouble. Yeah. Like I watched a game. Um, I, I feel like the only ones that can get in, in their way are themselves in this tournament because uh, like they played against Blue Ridge and the score was 55 to 100 at halftime with Blue Ridge being behind. And so you think, okay, with that kind of lead, all you have to do is hold on to it. Right. And just jammer penalties, blocker penalties, like – by uh, after jam three, it was 93 to 111, and then by jam five, 102 to 112, after jam 12, 121 to 126, and then with less than 10 minutes left in the game, Blue Ridge took the lead for the first time and then never looked back. And it was it was a penalty problem, and I could see that the players were getting frustrated, um, were, you know saying words on their way to the penalty box and stuff. And I really like this team. I really like the way they skate. I hope they can keep their, you know, their zen, their happy place during this tournament because they can go really far if they can just keep it together. Yeah. I feel like they're going to take flight in this tournament. They're going to clean up their penalties, take a breath, Mm -hmm. and just go out there and be strong and controlled. They absolutely can, and that's what I'm hoping for, too. I definitely have them going through this round for sure, and maybe even further. We'll get there. (laughs) Okay, so uh, let's look at game five. I have this as Charlottesville versus Columbia, and I think Charlottesville is going to take it because uh, they're – They've just got a really established team that's been together a long time. They're highly dependent on a handful of jammers who also pivot, like Machete, River Six, Phoenix. And they had very close games against Boston and Madison and more sizable margins against Charm City and Ohio. I feel like uh, it's going to be a great game, but Charlottesville's going to take this one. Yeah. What do you think? 
<laughs> this one was tough for me because I really love both teams. I'm, you know, I just I've always had a love for Ohio and Charlottesville. When I went to Champs in 2016 mm -hmm. uh, in Portland, Oregon, the Charlottesville Derby Dames were on my connection flight, and Aww. so just being able to like listen to them talk with each other on the airplane and be super positive and. Um, you know, they were like high-fiving people who had on roller derby shirts on the plane. Like, yeah, roller derby. Yeah, champs. Um, so they just looked like a really fun group. And uh, although I love Ohio, I feel like I have to go dig digging for their footage where I get a lot more exposure on social media from Charlottesville. So I feel like I'm more aware of what they can and cannot do. And um, so I went with Charlottesville on this one. And another really shallow reason I like their colors. <laughs> It's a really pretty color. <laughs> it really is a pretty color. Yeah. Uh, so yay, we agree. Charlottesville's going ahead, yes. even though we really like their opponents. Yes. Uh, actually, we really like everybody we in this really tournament. Like Who are we kidding? Yeah. There's nobody we don't like. Um, for game six, we've got the second seed, the Mad Roland Dolls, which we already talked about a little bit, against Royal City for me. And you have against um, Dub City? Yes, yeah. So I had right. Mad Roland going against Dub City. And who's going to win? Um, well, I need to learn more about Dub City. You know, I didn't even know where they were from. Sorry, guys. Um, but uh, I met some of the Mad Roland dolls and got to skate with them at the Jackie Daniels um, Smarty Pants camp a couple years ago at the Grand yes. Raggedy. Yeah. I'm still friends with some of them, I too. I know, me, too. <laughs> um, fangirl over a handful of them. Um, <laughs> and... You know, whenever I can see their footage online when it's not hidden, <clears throat> um, I really enjoy watching their games. So I, I definitely went with Mad Roland Dolls on this one just for just just because I've seen how they've grown since that clinic back in, gosh, I think that was 2017. All my years are blurring together now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just seeing those girls and being, you know, skating next to them at clinics and continuing to, to keep in contact with them. On social media or watching their footage on YouTube and, and seeing how much they've grown and how much they've uh, applied their skills and, and brought up more skaters into their league is, is it's really hard not to continue to mm -hmm. choose them as a favorite. Yeah, and um, I'll start with my shallow reason. Uh, their helmets are really cute. <laughs> and then my more positive reason, like they are so well established. Mm -hmm. They have been around forever. Oh, they yeah. have such a great amount of experience at tournaments um, there's like consistent blocking across the board. Um, Mouse has always been a consistent jammer. She's very patient. Mm -hmm. She does not do anything that is beyond her. She looks for help. She waits for help. And it makes her really good at drawing blocker penalties from the other team because they're just looking at her like, do something. And then they do something <laughs> inappropriate. And she's like, bye. <laughs> um, uh, Lady Hoo-Ha. Uh, when she's hot, she is just on fire. She can carry a game. Uh, when she hits a cold streak, it's a little bit harder for her to come back. But um, she's always really strong. Uh, Dark Horse is another newer jammer who's getting her footing and emerging as a force. Um, they're, they've had like really close games this year against Philly, Sacramento, Dallas, Paris, Charlottesville, Team United, and Ann Arbor. Um in, in all these close games they've had, like super close games, they've won four and they've lost four. So in a close game, it could really go either way. <laughs> it just kind of depends on if they come up with a good plan at the last minute, I guess. And um, 
they won by about 50 points against Blue Ridge. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally on board with them winning too. Um, and I actually got to meet Mouse this year at RollerCon. Oh, that's awesome. She taught a class that uh, my teammate went to. And then we ran into her later at the Roller Derby Athletics booth. And I had to be a little bit of a nerd because I'm just like, you know, a really long time ago, like the first time I saw a high-level game, it was your game and you were jamming. And she was just one of like the first jammers I fell in love with because she had so much personality. Like she was out there just like making funny faces and stuff. And, <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, she's adorable. And she's got so much like spunk. I, I really want to watch this player more. So uh, I've always enjoyed her just for that. Like she's just got... A lot out there. There's a fun, like, GIF. Or is it GIF? I can never say it right. I always say GIF. I don't know if oh, it's right or wrong. There was a great GIF uh, <laughs> last year, maybe, or the year before, where she was, like, holding up her points to the jam ref, being like, four. You want to give me four? Like, like she was putting a spell on him. I don't think she got the points, but it was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> anyway, that was a tangent. <laughs> Let's move on to game seven. Number one seed, Boston Roller Derby, which is ranked number 37 in the WFTDA, versus, we both agreed, Charm City was going to be here. What do you think? Well, Boston is always a big contender, um, even with like the loss of, didn't Space Invader come from Boston? And she yes. transferred to Gotham. Um, so even with having some of these other players transfer to other leagues, Boston is very well established. They're around for a long time. They're good at making adjustments. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel as though they have a lot of offensive plays. Mm -hmm. um, so I really enjoy watching the pack work um, on Boston. Um, Charm City has a lot of heart, has a lot of strategy, and they are so fast. Um, all, I think it's going to be closer than most people will anticipate. Um, but I have to pick one and I'm going to have to pick Boston. Sorry, Charm City. Prove, <laughs> prove, prove me wrong. Please prove me wrong. I wish everyone could win. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. Boston is good at making adjustments. Mm -hmm. uh, really good examples. They had a game against Ann Arbor this year and it was a four point game. And so I assumed it must have been a close game throughout. But when I looked and did my research today and checked it out, the score was like, 49 to 100 in Ann Arbor's favor at halftime. Yep. So that is that is making some adjustments. Yeah. That is uh, some success there. Um, like I, I tried, I didn't have enough time to watch the whole game, but I tried to briefly go through and see like what were some of the differences. But one of the main differences was a lot more jam started on the jam line in the first half and a lot more on the pivot line in the second half. Mm -hmm. So that must be something they're pretty good at. A little bit more fast derby and, you know, setting up old school with your toe stop on the line and all that. <laughs> I am all for ethical treatment of the pivot line. I really, I really enjoy the pivot line starts. <laughs> You do? I really do. You just want to live there? Well, I mean, I'm glad we don't have to start on one knee anymore if we want to oh. say no pack, but... Right. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree with you. I think Boston is going gonna, is gonna to continue. They're going to continue in this tournament. They're going to win this game. And so then uh, for the game eight, we've got the Blue Ridge Roller Girls, who are ranked number 47 in the WFTBA, versus Team United. Um, oh boy. <laughs> like I already described to you what yeah. their game was like earlier this year. Oh, I know. I just, uh, something about, I really like both teams, but something about Team United, I feel like they're just going to take flight on this one. 
They're just going to solidify it and you I know, just I think they're going to show yeah. up for this game. They're de they're just going to show up and they're going to take flight and people are going to be like, "Wow." And it's still going to be close, but it's going to be a really amazing game, I think. I think there's nothing that motivates you more than a close loss. I know, my heart's like starting to <laughs> race right now just thinking about how close this game could be. I just picture them like going to bed each night thinking like Blue Ridge, I'm going to get you. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> and Blue Ridge is going to bring it too. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, I mean, oh. they're, what what kept them in that game was they are just so consistent. Mm -hmm. Their blockers are disciplined. Yeah. They focus on containment. They're not as physical. They're just smart. And uh, the jammers always kept their cool. Uh, the whole team was just focused and you could tell they never got down, even though the score was down. They were just always looking ahead, always being optimistic. And I was really happy for them in the end because they were so happy to have come back from that. But I feel like Team United is not going to let that happen again because they're going to have a chip on their shoulders. <laughs> they're going to take this. So, um, did you fill out the consolation games too? These ones? No, I didn't do the bottom. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll just go through those briefly because we've already talked about all the teams. So I can just go through my random guesses really quickly. Uh, game nine, I'm guessing it's Ohio between, between Ohio and North Star. And I think North Star is going to win. There. Um, <laughs> game 10, it's, I think, Dub City versus Grand Raggedy. And I feel like Grand Raggedy is going to come back and win this one. I don't think they want to go home. Uh, with two losses, I think they're going to be well-rested. I think the main thing, the main reason why I think they're going to win this game is because against an opponent where it could kind of go either way, they've got a home field advantage because mm -hmm. they are so close to Kalamazoo. They're going to be sleeping in their own beds at night, probably. Showers. Yeah. Um, and that makes a big difference. You know, they're going to be the home team. I think they're going to have the home team advantage. So then it's going to be Columbia against Charm City, and um, I'm going to go with Charm City. Yeah, I think they're going to, I think they're going to definitely win at least two games in this tournament. Yeah, I think, I think they can do it. And then uh, finally, I've got Royal City versus Blue Ridge, and I think Blue Ridge is going to win this one. Yeah, I agree as well. Especially if um, they had to have a tough game against Team United, they're going to come out hungry for a win in, this, in the other game. All right, so um, that's all the consolation games. We'll go back to the semifinal type situation. Or no, it's not, I don't know, quarterfinal? It doesn't matter. Game 11. It is quarterfinal because <laughs> okay. there's four teams. Right. Yes. That's, that's how <laughs> things go. Um, game 11, we've got Charlottesville versus Mad Roland Dolls. This was a really hard one to pick. Tell me about it. It could really go either way. Honest, honest yeah. to goodness. Um, who do you think is going to take it? Um, I think for me, again, um, I, I have exposure to both teams, but I, I follow Charlottesville a lot closer. I don't want to say I'd like stalk them on Instagram, but I really enjoy watching them grow throughout the season. Um, and they always seem to be having fun, have a positive attitude, just like Mad Roland Dahl. So I, I think I'm going to go with Charlottesville on this one. They really won my heart on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is going to be one of the best games of this weekend, for sure. I am really excited to see how these two teams do against each other. Um, and 
I'm going to go with Charlottesville, too. I, I agree with you. It was a 10-point game last time they played this year. Yeah. But I think I think it's going to be Charlottesville. I think they're going to get it. They have some really strong defense, and the footage that I've seen, they have really great communication with their jammers, verbal and nonverbal. And you can see their jammers digging in, um, heading around, you know, for a, another scoring pass. And it's almost like the blockers look at them and acknowledge and then just execute this awesome play. And you're like, how mm-hmm. did they clear one and two lanes? Like, instead of, you know, I don't know. It's yeah. exciting to watch. And, and with the jammers going back and forth between jammer and pivot so often, mm-hmm. they are always in touch with each other. They can always um, help each other out. And you would wonder, like, if fatigue would play a part in this, but they seem to have fantastic endurance. I don't know how they do it, but they do this. It's almost like everyone constantly playing with everyone is something that should happen in real life. What? <laughs> You're crazy. It makes it a league stronger. <laughs> um, then uh, game 12, we agreed on Boston versus Team United. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a game. It will be a game. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I supported United for uh, two solid wins, uh, but I think this last one against Boston, again, Boston is just so good at reading their opponent and adjusting. Um, and, you know, I feel like they changed their playing style between the first half and the second half, and they're going to go back and forth. Um, so I, I went with Boston on this one. Agreed. I think this is going to be the one that trips up Team United. Um, I think it's going to be a heck of a game. But I just feel like maybe Boston's going to get this one. I think that makes sense. So then uh, that means that in the in, – now we're in the semifinals. Yes. Like, are you okay? No. Do we need to take a minute? <laughs> <laughs> like the pressure is on. You feel like you're going to play this game? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's just I don't do well with suspense, and this is just paper. Can you – I mean – Watching a game with me is quite interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like we pace and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got Madrill and Dolls versus Team United for the third and fourth place game. And last time they played, it was a six-point game. Ah, This is the other game I'm really, really excited to watch. Yeah, me too. I, I just can't wait for this rematch. Who do you think is going to take it this time? Uh, I think... Uh... I think Mad Roland Dolls is going to take it, and I think it's going to be super close. Uh, and I, th- I think after uh, the game against Charlottesville, uh, they're going to come out very, very hungry, um, mm-hmm. and they're going to come out hard and aggressive, and I, I think they're going to work their way into that third-place spot. Uh, this one was really tough for me. I, I think, I think that both teams are going to be super aggressive, I think both teams are going to get into penalty trouble and have feelings. And I I think Team United might take this one. Ooh, I'm so interested to watch this tournament. <laughs> I, I, I kind of had to, to pick some things that didn't go with the seeded numbers because yeah. this is, you know, the, the D2 type level. And I feel like things are going to get mixed up. It's not going to just go, go neatly one, into two, place. Yeah. There's just no way at, at this level. Things are going to get mixed up, and I think Team United is going to be one of those teams who um, defies the bracket. <laughs> oh, so then our finals is Charlottesville versus Boston. Are you, like, you know, biting your fingernails yet? I didn't write one down because I couldn't. 
Are you serious? Yep, I'm you gonna just make couldn't a pick. I'm going to make a decision on the fly. <laughs> I couldn't pick. All right. I, I decided based on the experience I've seen seeing Charlottesville play where they have pulled out some crazy close wins in really exciting playoff games that Charlottesville is going to take this one. It was really hard, but that's where I, I swung that way. Yeah. Oh, man, both teams are, are really great. Um, you know, Boston being able to adjust, having strong defense and offense. Same thing with Charlottesville. Uh, they just have that, you know, that, what's that? Psych. Hive mind? Telepathy. Yeah, that works too. Okay. Hive mind connection with each other. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have to go with Charlottesville as well. I'm, I'm, I'm supporting them all the way. Um, I'm really, I'm really excited to watch this tournament. It's going to be so cool. It's only next weekend. It is. It's next weekend. Oh my God. <laughs> it's next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's, in, it's seven days from today. August, August 17th through the 19th. Oh my God. <laughs> the suspense. Did, have you bought your watch pass yet? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I need to go do that. I put a reminder on my phone, like, you must buy it by this day before the price goes up. Because the math does work out. Yeah, Wolf did a, emailed me and reminded me, and I was like, fine. You're like, yes, I I'll am go a good customer. I don't need to do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's, this, this one is the only one where I've actually got other stuff going on that weekend that's going to impact my ability to watch all the games because. My local team is hosting a tournament on one of the days, and it's going to be all flipping day. But I'm hoping we can set up a monitor at the venue and also have it playing while we're there. Oh, that'll be great. So we're, me and Coach Dan are going to test that out and see if it works. <laughs> if not, I can do my best to keep everyone updated throughout the day. Yeah, cool. Yes. Awesome. Like, so I'll have to get a penalty and then come see you and be like, so how's the score? <laughs> I'll just get one of those like contraptions you get for the back of your car seat, but we'll put it uh, in the penalty box. Mm. And then anytime you get a penalty, I can update you on what the game is and what the score is. This isn't going to be good for my so. team. <laughs> <laughs> no more than twice per half. <laughs> no, no. No, I, I, I should try to not see you at all. I'm a jammer. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh my goodness, this was very exciting. I hope people are still listening at this point. If you did listen, thank you. I really appreciate you what continuing to listen. Have, we appreciate it. It's, it's like you can watch a three-day tournament if you can listen to people talk for 34 <laughs> minutes or whatever. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping to do one of these episodes for each of the playoff weekends in advance. And uh, I think we'll briefly each time go through and be like, this is where our bracket fell apart uh, before we talk about the new one. Um, and maybe Dee will come back sometimes if she's available. I will talk about Derby 24-7. Cool. <laughs> if I can get you away from like your real life job. Uh, yes. <laughs> so thank you so much for oh, being on for the podcast. I'm really excited about this. Oh, it's yeah. going to be so much fun. Yes. Yay, Derby. <laughs> All right. So with that, we have been talking about Derby and sharing Derby thoughts. Pew, pew. Come on, music. Oh, I forgot the volume. Someday I'll be good at technology. <laughs> You're doing great, Jackie. Thanks for forgiving me. get stuck in my head all day.
Hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates, like our Apex Predator T-Rex or Jam-A-Llama, to messages like Roller Derby Strong and My Mom Plays Roller Derby, there's really something for everybody. Visit powerforthwhistle.threadless.com. That's P-O-W-E-R, the number four, T-H-W-H-I-S-T-L-E dot threadless.com. Thank you for your support and back to our show. (laughs) 